Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Lifted Hands, Lifted Hearts podcast. My name is Ashley. Thank you once again for joining in. Um, This is the final episode of the year, episode number 25. And uh, yeah, we made it. We made it from January to December 30th, and we can't do anything but praise God for that. There's no way we could have carried ourselves through this year. So just take a moment, tell the Lord, thank you. Okay, period. Um, This episode today, um, it stems from a Bible study that I did with the congregation about two, three weeks ago, um, early December for a Bible study lesson. And it's titled Discipline, Dedication, and Desire. And I think that is a perfect gateway message to the new year as we're getting ready to gear up to enter 2024. Um, I want to encourage you that to stay close to those that, that value you, that stay close to those that you are loved by. Even if you don't feel loved by or valued by anybody, if it's just Jesus alone that you feel valued Um, in his presence and stay at his feet until he brings people in your life that you are able to share life with, genuinely share life and love with, that pour into you, that you pour into them. Um, This year be filled with many, 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 many blessings of just having um, people that can help guide you. Because again, one of our episodes this year was not doing life alone. We're not meant to do life alone. So without further ado, let's get right into the scripture today. It is coming from 1 Peter 2, 1 through 3. And it says, Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all gal and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings. Verse 2 says, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. If so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. And in this passage of scripture, God has given Peter a word to give to those who have been born again, who have been, who have believed in Jesus Christ and have become followers of Christ in what we call Christians and their way of living. Peter tells us as born again, followers of Christ to put away all malice, which is the intent or desire to do evil, put away gal, you know how it says like Eve beguiled. I mean, the serpent beguiled ill. That's, I mean, <laughs> what am I saying? Um, like the word beguiled. So put away gal, which is deceit or lying, um, res- misrepresenting the truth. He says, put away hypocrisy, claiming to be one thing, but your behavior shows another thing. Envy, desiring something that someone has, or even desiring to be like someone else and all evil speakings, gossiping, slandering one's name. He says, instead, desire the sincere milk of the word. And why do we need to desire the sincere milk of the word? It's so that we may grow. Um, Just like this in a spiritual sense that the milk help us grow. Um, The word of the milk help us grow. Food, just like nutrients in our natural bodies, help us to grow. So today I want to talk about desire, dedication and discipline, how all three help us to help to keep us on the narrow road as Christians to help us stay in alignment with the will of God as obedient children. And what is desire? Desire is a strong feeling of wanting to have something or wishing for something to happen to long for or to set one's heart on. Peter said, long for the word of God, set your heart on it. Sometimes we may find that kind of challenging challenging to do 
And many reasons contribute to that. But the main reason that I have found is that we simply feed our desire for a lot of other things more than we do for our for the spiritual things of God. We tend to nourish our fleshly desires with the best of our time when we have the most energy, even investing our money in the places that yield no spiritual return. And so when what we should be doing is nurturing our spiritual desires and giving it our time, giving it our energy, laying aside, putting away the desires of our flesh. And so in Galatians 5, 17, it says there is a constant battle between our flesh and our spirit. They are against one another. They're at war with one another and the flesh desires to do what it wants. And the spirit desires to do what it wants. And therefore making you have to choose what you ought to do or what you will do. And you can only do one or the other, not both at the same time. So it's a constant battle every day to choose what kind of day you're going to have. Are you going to give in to go walk in with the spirit, listening to the, the still voice of God? Are you going to give into this flesh and walk into the things of this flesh? Right. Constant decision making. Right. Uh, but it's not un- it's not impossible to walk in the spirit. Again, we have to have a desire to actually want to walk in the spirit, a desire to want to do what the Lord has commanded us to do and live the life that he has desired and purposely designed for us to live. Um, can only do one, can't do both at the same time, right? It's not an excuse either, just because it's challenging, just because it's challenging to choose the righteous things of God does not mean that it's an excuse for us to fulfill the lust of the flesh. The Bible warns us not to gratify or not to give in to the desires of the flesh, but to walk in the spirit. Now, one thing about spiritual desire, it isn't always something that's felt right, but it is always something that's, it is something that's always present. Spiritual desire is always present, whether we feel it or not, because we are created in the likeness of God's image. There are already spiritual characteristics and desires within us that he has already placed within us. And we feel and create those desires when we properly nourish them. So if you're not properly, properly nourishing spiritual desires, such as through prayer, reading your word, worship, um, just spending time in meditation after you've read his word, if you're not intentionally doing those things, it's going to be very, very hard for you to desire more about more with God. The more you read, the more you just stay in his presence, the more you desire that. Again, the more you give attention to those things that are not uh, spiritual, you'll desire to do things that are not spiritual. That makes sense. I know it makes sense. (laughs) I know it makes sense. For instance, you choose to stay on social media and, and if you take social media, for example, when you start watching a certain video, what happens? What does the algorithm do? It starts feeding you even more things of that type of material, right? And so now if, for example, I love dance videos. If I'm watching a dance video, it's going to show me more dance videos. And because I like dance, I'm going to desire to see more and more people dance. That's just like the word of God. When you continue to stay in your word and you hear more about God's word, because it's a never ending process. There's never, you're never going to arrive in God's word. There's, you can read the same passage of scripture and get a different revelation. That's just how God works. It's just so many pieces to his word. And so the more you do it, the more you read it, the more you invest in it, the more you start desiring those things. So what is it telling? What is this message telling you today about desire you in order to 
have an appetite or a desire for his word, you have to continue in his word. Okay. Testifying about the goodness of God. You got to also share his word too. It's not just for you. You have to testify to others to help uplift them as well. Um, Serving. What ways are you serving? Spiritually serving, not just delivering a word for me not it's not just ministering to his people it's also helping his people when when they're in need um uplifting one another singing psalms and hymns things uh these things enhances our desires for this for the sincere milk of the word so that we may grow here's the thing in order to nourish this desire you first have to be dedicated to it Again, we just talked about all these things that we're doing. What that does is shows that you're dedicated to it. You're putting the time and the energy into it. If you lack dedication to this life as a Christian, you'll constantly lack desire. A person doesn't put their best foot forward towards something they aren't dedicated to. So dedication is a choice, one that is totally up to you. And God won't go. (laughs) He won't go above your will. He won't decide that for you. You're going to have to be dedicated to him. In order to walk in the spirit, we have to abide in Christ. Seek after those things which are of Christ. We have to choose to be dedicated to him like we are dedicated to our jobs, like we're dedicated to our children, our husbands, our wives, um, dedicated to our church. We may not always feel strong desires for these things, but we keep them, we keep at them because we are dedicated, committed to them because staying the course with them will likely yield results, right? You go to work, you go make money, you invest in your children, you, you reap a lifetime of a great relationship, you invest in your marriage, your marriage grows, right? So we continue, sometimes we don't desire to, um, spend time with the children, a desire to spend time with our spouse, but because we're dedicated and committed to them, we continue in those things. And that's, that's how this spiritual journey is. You may not always desire, but because you want to yield results, good results, you stay dedicated to it. Are you dedicated to walking in the likeness of Christ? That's the question I want you to ask yourself going into 24, 24, are you going to be dedicated to walking into the likeness of Christ? Meaning, all those things that he's teaching you in his word on how to live, how to respond, the character to have. Are you going to be dedicated to making sure that you live out that uh, those indications that he has for us, that way of life that he has for us? Luke 16 and 13 challenges us to examine our hearts, says no one can serve two masters. Either you will have you either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon. And in this passage of scripture, of course, um, Luke is talking about how we desire money in a sense. But this scripture also talks about anything else that we put before God. Any Anything that we uh, prioritize before God, it has a master over us, right? So he's saying you can't serve two masters. You're going to be devoted to one and hate the other. And dedication is straight devotion. What are you devoted to? What has your time? What has your energy? What have you made your God? God calls for faith, trust, godly wisdom. The word says, do it. The world says, excuse me, the world says, do it your way, right? Do what everybody else is doing. No days off. 
get on your grind. God said rest on the Sabbath. The world says, let's get together and talk about them. God says, pray for one another. Which lifestyle are you devoted and dedicated to, right? So we've talked about desiring the things of God, spiritual things, so that we may grow. And setting aside those things that are contrary to God, devoting or dedicating ourselves to God and only God. He's a a jealous God, y'all. Don't you know God wants us to desire a growing relationship with him? He delights in hearing from us. He delights in us running to him with our problems. He wants us to have an abundant life, not seeking a possession-filled life. He wants a life. He wants us to live a life of abundant joy, of abundant love, of serving and encouraging and pure, a pure heart, a mind free of worry, a life walking in righteousness. He wants that for us, but we cannot cling to our own fleshly desires and expect his spiritual blessings, right? Last but not least, discipline. What does the Bible tell us about discipline? Go with me to Hebrews 12 and 11. It says, no discipline seems enjoyable at the time, but um, painful later on. However, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. This passage of scripture talks about how God deals with us. In other words, how he, how the word of God corrects us. It rebukes us. It chastises us. The scripture says for our benefit, so that we may become more like Christ in our ways and in our thoughts and in our living as a new Christian in, in the faith, as a new believer, there were certain things that I was learning. I was learning a lot, matter of fact, but when I learned in scripture that as a wife to submit myself to my husband, y'all know how distraught I was when I learned of that. When I found out that the correct order of the, uh, of God and the way he established the family is not woman, then man is <laughs> actually man, then woman and how he prefers the man to rule over the home. Y'all I'm talking about heartbroken. Listen, cause I am a control freak. I am a, I don't know. I don't know how to describe what I used to be. I would say, yeah, I still be liking to be in control in sense, but that is not the order of God, right? God intends for his man to, he intends for the woman to be a help me into the man. Right. And so learning that first, of course, I'm like, what? I don't have no say. So he got to tell me what to do. I can't make my own. That's not what God is saying. And so having to learn that, learn those things and understand the way God has established things, that was very, very tough. That had that required a lot of discipline. I had to learn how to shut up. I had to learn how to allow my husband to lead. Even if he is learning in himself, I have to be okay that God knows what he's doing. At the end of the day, if he is seeking God, There is no reason why I should step in because God is telling this man how to lead his family. He does not need my help. (laughs) So that discipline of hushing, that discipline of not trying to make some moves, that discipline of not trying to persuade my husband one way or another, but allowing God to work, that was tough. That I had a lot, it was a lot of rebuking that had to be done. And that's just how it is. And a lot of people try to conform, conform to the world way of things because they don't 
want to be disciplined and corrected by the word of God. But that's just, that's, that's the way that is when it comes for for discipline. That's the type of fatherly discipline that we need. Our heavenly father is going to discipline us. He wants to see us do better. Like you said, it's for our benefit. Um, Tell him, ouch, cry and keep it moving. (laughs) It doesn't feel good to be disciplined, especially when you have developed some terrible, nasty habits that have to be broken and that have been going on for a very long time. Another way of discipline, we must discipline ourselves. Self-discipline, a responsibility. There has to be some kind of responsibility within ourselves to keep ourselves under control, right? to bring ourselves under submission of the Holy Spirit. We have to take accountability for our actions. God has given us power over our flesh so that we may be led by the Spirit. I love what Paul says about discipline as an apostle, 1 Corinthians 9, 26 through 27, how he runs this race to obtain the prizes of heavenly salvation. He runs with intention, not just going through the motions. He brings his body under subjection. He says, what kind of subjection? Under the subjection of God. God is calling for his body to be under subjection to the Holy Spirit. Not what he wants to do, but what the Spirit wants to do through him under strict control, training his body. He said, like an athlete training to do what it should. We should be training our minds in the word of God to think the way it should think, training our tongues to say the right things, training our feet to walk the straight and narrow path. Paul said is he's doing all of that. So he's not disqualified, disqualified from what, from what seeing God, seeing the Lord, Training for what? Paul said, what is Paul training for? What are we all training for? This is our training ground right here on earth. People think when you get to heaven that we're going to be doing this stuff that we do on earth. No, honey. Our training is right here. Worshiping God, being in his presence. Ain't no, no sin is coming in heaven. So if you're training to live in sin here on earth, don't expect to be in heaven. Because there's no sin in heaven. There's no unrighteousness in God's presence. So what you need to be doing and we as a body of people need to be doing is training to live with God so that we can obtain the prize of salvation, eternal salvation, to be saved, eternal, to have eternal life. Paul said he's he's doing this so he's not disqualified. He's not getting up there and God saying, I never knew you, right? I'm not trying to be at the gate somebody and hearing God saying, I never knew you. I need to hear well, good, well done, thou good and faithful servant, right? Keep your spiritual desires stronger than your natural desires. Each day, wake up with a made up mind to stay dedicated to God accepting his discipline so that you may continue to grow take responsibility keep yourself accountable for your actions whatever you lack be honest and ask God to help you put a new desire in your heart to be a dedicated to be dedicated to him and accept his discipline in your life amen amen that is the end of our podcast for today again thank you all for being with me this year it has blessed me entirely to know that there is support I absolutely love pouring into you guys God gives it to me first and I appreciate it and he helps keep me on track which is revealing 
so much about himself to me and walking out this life. And he'll do the same for you. He, God has no respect to persons. You don't always have to go to a podcast, go to a sermon, um, on your social media to hear from God. He literally wants to tell you directly how to live this life through his word. Just continue in it. And I'll see you guys or talk to you guys in 2024. Bye.